everybody. Welcome back to No Bullshit News Hour. I'm supposed to introduce the show, Karen. Yes, just yeah, tell, just tell who's around the table and what we're talking about Go today. Ahead. Why don't you tell us who's around the table? Because it's your show, Charlie. It's and, our and show. I want to be introduced, so go oh. ahead. <laughs> <laughs> That's Karen Dumas. If you don't know Karen Dumas... You can Google me. You can Google her. You know her work. Karen Dumas, radio personality, talk show host, no bullshit, news hour queen, former chief of staff, Mayor Dave Bing, more or less. That wasn't the official title, but that's... What it really was, Karen knows all. And then there's Wolfman Bob Shadowbauer on the board. Hi, everybody. You hear that? Give him an aru. Aru. That's what people are calling me. Wolfman. That's not a bad name. I'm all right with it. And there's Joey in the corner. Hey, Joey. Hey. He didn't say shit. It's no bullshit news hour. We're growing fast, so apparently we got to keep reintroducing ourselves. Thank you very much for being part of it. This is. Next week's news today. If you've been listening, you know that. This is no bullshit because there's too much bullshit. There's too much bullshit. This is where you get the news. There's a lot of bullshit going on. Today we're going to talk about Flint. Dear listeners, as we told you, hey, dial that down, man. I can hear him. Just close him down. Keep going. Yeah, dial Andy out of there. Okay. See, we're still... It's a little... You know, that's okay. Homemade. No, that's all right. It's homemade. It's from a basement. That, 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 it's the lower level, that's and that is level. the joy of a live podcast. So it's all I've, good. Yeah, fuck it. So on today's show, uh, Attorney General Dana Nessel and her Solicitor General, Fadwa Hamoud, have decided to drop all charges in Flint and start over. And if you've been listening to the show from day one, the first, very first guest we had here was the special prosecutor, Todd Flood. Today joining us is Andy Arena, former head of the FBI Detroit Bureau, the man who brought down Big Jim Trafficant in Youngstown, Ohio, and 70 associates, Mobtown, USA, took down the Kilpatrick administration. I don't have to go into that, but this guy is for real. He's joining us. We will also have Chicken Joe <laughs> delivering a subpoena to appear. The Detroit Mayor Mike Duggan in his chicken outfit. And we will have the niece of a woman who was last seen with the alleged serial killer in Detroit. We don't know where she is. And the niece and her father want justice. So that's what we got lined up for you today. But first, let me. Sounds like a great show. How was that, Karen? That was perfect, Was it good? I didn't write that down. Great. That was a great intro. Thank you, man. Word from our sponsor, American Coney Island, celebrating 102 years. It is Detroit's oldest family-run restaurant and birthplace of the famous Detroit Coney Dog with chili mustard and Vidalia onions. And it's my personal favorite. That's no bullshit. I even painted the place. Want a piece of it? Head downtown to the corner of Lafayette and Michigan Avenue. Can't miss it. It's the red, white, and blue building shaped like a slice of pie. Don't mind it. Don't matter. Mind that little bubbling on the paint. There. I'm gonna get that fixed. Get that fixed next week. <laughs> Don't oh, do shoddy work, Charlie. Always, because I'm a working man. You are always delicious. Always open 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365. Andy Arena would dine there quite regularly. The dogs snap when you bite them, and the chili is a hundred-year-old family recipe made especially for the American Coney dog. The beer is cold. Visit the Detroit restaurant or the one in the D Hotel and Casino in Las Vegas. Or, hey, dads, for Father's Day, you're going to be at the zoo. They've got a shop there, too, and they got beer out back. They got beer at all of them. They do. Or order a Coney kit straight to your or a friend's door. Go to AmericanConeyIsland.com. 
please patronize our sponsors. My favorite dude, Luke Nowacki. This is what Luke wrote right here. Ready? Maybe you're a big-time city official who can travel with your entourage on the city's dime. Maybe you can hook up your girlfriend with government contracts. Sound familiar? But if you're not among the elite, and let's face it, Karen, you were saying before the show, a lot of money in poverty, isn't there? There's a lot of money in poverty. Yeah, the elite makes some money in off poverty. Uh, listen, but if you can't make your pals' pockets fat off the taxpayers' backs, you're going to have to provide for your own retirement and theirs. You will. If you have any questions whether or not you're on the right track, please, really, call financial specialist Luke Nowacki at 248-663-4748. Grow your assets from pension planning to college savings plans. Your politicians are depending on you people. And they are indeed. Yes, call Luke. Tell him I sent you. 248-663-4748. Here's the legal part. Securities and Investment Advisory Services on the Royal Associates Inc. Member FINRA, SIPC. Royal Associates Inc. is separately owned and other entities. Annual marketing names, products, or services. Revenues here are independent of Royal Associates Inc. Wow. It sounded legal. So let's get to the, let's get to the meat let's of get, this discussion. Let's, let's, get, let's get down to it. Andy, you there? Hey, Charlie. Hey, man. How are you? I'm here with Karen and uh, Bob and Joey. All right. Hello, everybody. Hey, Andy. So, Andy, uh, according to the Attorney General's statements here, right, they're going to stop, start over, and drop all charges to date in the Flint investigation, of which you were the chief investigator. So by that statement, Andy, you shit the bed. Well, I, I guess one would uh, would assume that, Charlie. I, you know, and I've said this before. They they have the prerogative as the attorney general, as your solicitor general, to bring in whoever they want to to run the investigation and to prosecute it. They have the prerogative to drop, drop charges, add charges, do whatever they want. Uh, they don't have the prerogative to uh, smear my reputation. So. You know, I guess uh, that's where I that's why I part ways with uh, with uh, Ms. Nestle and Mr. Booth. Well, let's let's go like this for a second. Last week, they put out there that they subpoenaed the governor's phone. Turns out they subpoenaed it from themselves. You already got that phone, didn't you, Andy? I think. Look, I can't say what we what we have and what we didn't have. I'm just going to tell you, Charlie. Uh, we had a lot of evidence. Uh, you know, uh, Dana Nestle said today there was. 21 million documents, and uh, we and I don't could tell you how many documents are in our are in our uh, discovery platform. But you know, I can tell you this: uh, you know, the statement that we didn't look at any of this stuff is absurd. Um, you know, it, it, there's, a, there's a different way of doing business today, Charlie. You know, when I started in the FBI, we'd go in a search warrant. You know, we'd roll up with our blue blue and yellow jackets, and we'd walk in and we take the car, hand carts and we take all the boxes and file cabinets and you know, the world has changed, and I think that people in Lansing need to understand that everything is on a computer now, right? So yeah. Everything's electronic, so that's not how you do it anymore. People turn things over to you, you execute search warrants, whatever, but it's all electronic. And so, you know, you, you're going to get you know, multitudes of documents and things you've got to look through. Well, you don't sit there and read every one of those documents. You know, you have what are called intelligence analysts, and you load this stuff onto a platform and you use software to and algorithms and keyword searches to kind of whittle it down. And the key term is relevant, Charlie. That's what you're looking for. What are relevant documents? So, you know, there may be an email, and it was, you know, Karen, you, I, or your whole staff, and 1,500 people got that email. 
we got all 15 copies of it. You know, a lot of those those documents in there are duplicates. So, you know, we're not going to read that damn document 15 times, right? We're going to read it once, then we're going to see who got it. But it's, it's relevant. You got to call through that stuff and, and, and see what is what is relevant. Yeah, you tell me you're going to sit there and read 21 million doc- documents. I think you're out of your mind. Well, you know the way it's being framed, at least the way it starts drifting out into the ether the, of the public's ear, is you had no idea these documents existed. That's what it's being made to sound like. Yeah, yeah, and I, I would, uh, I'd like to see what they're talking about because uh, <laughs> you know I'm, I'm, I'm certainly not aware of. I have no clue what they're talking about. Well, you know, hey Charlie, look, you've known me a long time. You know, yeah, I know real you long time. LA. You came in from LA and and you came up to visit me at the FBI office here in Detroit. We had, you know, a nice visit. You've always, you know, I think you've always been an above board guy, and and uh, you know, I've always been trying to try to be honest with you. You know who I am. You know what I'm all about. And I mean, I'm not political. I'm not a member of a political party. I've never given a dime to a candidate. I don't care. You know, and from day one, this wasn't about politics. Well, uh, you might as well see what you're saying, listening public, is Rick Snyder. Shooty simply wanted a kangaroo show because he was running for governor, right? And he was there to protect yeah. his buddy, Rick Snyder. But they're not buddies. And I think no. Shooty would have been happy to have some charges on Snyder. Would have just been a slam dunk. But that's... Well, you know, it's, it's, I'll tell you what. The, 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 and I remember it was a, it was a Saturday morning in uh, January. And Shooty called me at my house and, and offered me the position. And I told him, look, Bill, it, it's no secret. Everybody knows you're going to run for governor. And, you know, I'm going to tell you right up front, it, this is not about politics. We're going to do it. You know, whether you're the next governor or not, I don't really care. That's your concern. We're going to do it my way with my people. We're going to do it the right way. And Bill agreed to that. Throughout the investigation, Bill never told us to do or not to do anything. He never told us anybody was off limits or that we were targeting anybody. We just did things the way you're supposed to do it, by the book. So, Charlie, you know me, man. If somebody tried to push something political, I would not have allowed it. Well, look, here's the thing, Andy. In any time, Karen, of course. Yeah, I, yeah, I just wanted to add, I mean, for the, for the, at the end of the day, I mean, we're talking process versus, versus politics, but where does yeah. this leave the people of Flint? I mean, we've been having this conversation, this investigation uh, for far too long, uh, and from my understanding, people in Flint are extremely disappointed. I mean, so... No, they're fucking pissed! That's my version of saying that, Charlie. See, but, that's right, we're a good well, team. Justice. <laughs> we're a good team in a minute, Bob went in there. Here's being kinder, Charlie. No, no, Karen, you're exactly right. Listen, my reputation, Todd Flood's reputation, Bill Shooty's reputation, it doesn't matter. None of that crap matters. I mean, it, yeah, it doesn't piss me off. Does it piss me off? Yeah. I, I don't want people saying bad. I don't want my kids reading this crap in the paper. Uh, and I, I got to make a living, guys. I mean, you know, I do consulting. I, but that, at the end of the day, that doesn't matter one bit. What matters is justice for the people. And you know what? They're getting screwed again. Why are they getting screwed, dude? Because, let's face it, justice delayed is justice denied. And she comes out and says, justice delayed is not always justice denied. But we're banging on, hey, man, what, what's happening in the background there? Is that your career right here blowing up? Or are you uh, standing well, I'm, in the you know, I'm, I'm, I'm talking. I'm trying, I'm trying to find a place out of the wind here. So. <laughs> but, I mean, or is this just a means for her to, to come back just for show, to say, hey, you know, I mean, question not only the earlier investigation. I mean, again, is this politics? Like, you know, we need to do our own investigation. The, the earlier one was insufficient. I mean, that's just playing games. Why so did I, she do it? Karen, I, so, Karen, I don't know. I mean, I would, I would not venture... 
to even guess why anybody did any, you know, why they're doing what they're doing. I, I just see the results here. Um, you know, I would not want to, I, I guess I'm not going to cast this version on them. They have the right to do whatever they Well, they want. did it to you, Andy, quite yeah. frankly. Right? Yeah. They just d- and, dropped this dung in your pants. And Todd Flood. So Charlie, that's why I'm talking to you, man. <laughs> well, look, because, again, I know this. Let me lay this out. In September, look, I I covered Flint, and I did it well, and you and I have had discussions about it, right? Mm-hmm. I never heard her name ever, not once, not even. She's off in Plymouth doing whatever she does. But her head pokes up. She's running for AG. Back in September, she's talking about shutting this down, getting rid of you guys. And I know at that moment, the former emergency managers were in some mode of cooperation with you. You had them tied up on an involuntary manslaughter charge. They freeze up. Fast forward. She gets elected. Todd gets removed under weird circumstances about this evidence that the other side of her office said, no, the evidence was actually cataloged and well taken care of. You guys are gone. They're stuck because now they don't have investigators and prosecutors that understand the case. Four million pages of documents. They've got 21 million other pages of documents. Uh, They said two weeks ago or wait, six weeks ago. Hey, Your Honor, we need a six month delay to go over this new stuff. Not even the judge was buying it. The judge said, get some popcorn, drink some Coca-Cola, stay up late. And this announcement was six weeks to the day of the judge's order. So my thing is politics prevailed. Democrats don't want to see this thing go through. Republicans don't want to see this thing go through because they were all involved in it. And this is the consequence today. How's that? Well, you know, Charlie... Wait, answer my question. How's that? Well, I'm going to answer that. Several years ago, I had a... a, um, State legislator, Democratic state legislator, tell me, hey, you're doing a great job, blah, blah, blah. But the Republicans don't want you to uh, succeed because, you know, it may look to make them look bad. And the Democrats don't want you to succeed because, it, you know, they make the, the Republicans look good. At the end of the day, you're screwed. And that was his message to me. And I said, yeah, that's that's about the way it is. But, you know, Charlie, all these kids, you I always learned a long time. I learned this a long time ago. If both sides are pissed at you're probably doing the right thing. So I never, I didn't care. I'm like, look, we're going to go forward. We're going to find the evidence. The evidence will take us to the truth. Um, you know, I said this earlier today. I, I think uh, uh, the attorney general was on a couple of, uh, or was on a radio show when she was talking about. Was she? Um, she had some concerns about the investigation. Uh, she's had concerns all along even when she was running. And this is the question you were just asking me, you know, you know I mean, she was making statements out there during the, uh, during the uh, campaign and uh, quite inappropriate. You know, you don't really know what's going on now in their defense. I mean, listen, how the, how the hell do you come into something, you know, three years into it and try to catch up in weeks? I mean, um, yeah, you know, what I marvel at is it's tough. It's tough. Uh, hold on. That's, uh, that's my mom. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's so it's tough, Charlie. Yeah, I don't know. Let me go back, Mom. <laughs> but, but, but again, you know, I mean, we're, 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 get, we're getting entangled in politics. I mean, but to me, that is almost a negative reflection on her um, oh, in, yeah. in terms of not, I mean, of playing politics 
with with people's lives being the um, you know the, the the price that's being paid. Um, I mean, I don't think anybody questions your reputation, Andy. I mean, you had yeah. an amazing team. I think everybody knows that. But she got rid of everybody but one person. Uh, what's your take on that? Um, I don't know who all they kept. I mean, my team uh, was removed, the entire team. So, okay. uh, and, and they were all, listen, they were, you know, former FBI, Secret Service, Detroit Police, Michigan State Police. They were all people who worked for me on task forces or, you know what I'm saying? They, they were Professional people that I knew. Right. Yeah, they were, they were all they had. They, and, and the thing about it is, look, not all cases are created equal. You can work a, uh, homicide case. I'm not saying that those are important, but that's a lot different than working a complex financial uh, criminal organization type case. And, you know, I, I, that, that's, my, that's my background, guys. That's what I've done. That's what I've done my whole entire adult life. And there's a specialty there. And have, have, you ever been, have you ever been removed from a case like this before? Um, never. Yeah. Never. Okay. Never. Never. Look at the big one. I mean, Charlie, you mentioned, you know, traffic Yeah, the Youngstown corruption cases. That was, you know, you're talking. That was the largest corruption investigation in the history of the United States. I mean, 72 people convicted over a three-year period. Fuck. Uh, yeah. It's not my. It's not my first rodeo, man. But you know, I mean, listen, it's their prerogative. I don't. I, I don't begrudge them that they want to bring their scene. That's fine, but don't blame it on me. Did, did they, you know, once they kicked you to the curb, did you ever have a meeting with her and her team? Did they ever debrief you? Was there any face-to-face about where you were going? So, Charlie, from the time of the election until uh, I was uh, told my services were no longer needed, um, no. What? No. So what are their options? Wait, wait, yeah. wait, what? Yeah. So yeah. what? So, so it was not until, Let that sink in. Yeah, it was not until, they never, quite frankly. They never talked to you? No. Whoa. No. That sounds personal. No, not at all. So wow. what are their so, options now, Andy? I mean, you know, what I know tar- charges can be refiled, but, you know, given yeah. the vast amount of information, I mean, no team, what, what, are, the, what are the options for her, for this investigation, uh, and for the people in Flint? That's a good question. Um, I, I don't. I, I mean, I. I think the the options are you just let it go, kick it to the curb, hope it goes away, and you know Charlie Lou Duff and his folks don't uh, don't follow up, or you try Bad to chance. restart. Yeah, yeah. That's why I figured Charlie, but uh, <laughs> or or you you do try to go back to, to square one, and, and you know I don't. I, I don't know. I mean, I just don't know how you how you do that, but. You know, that's what they say they're going to do. That's fine. But this thing's um, like a corpse, man. This investigation, the longer it lays around, the more it stinks. Right. Yeah. And the, yeah. And, and the, and the colder it grows about right. Well, like I said, Charlie, to the people of Flint, that's who I, that's who you, you know, that's who's getting screwed again. So well, that's, that's who's listening. Yeah. So, you know, the yeah. point is the longer you go, the stiffer and colder it gets. Right. Yeah. So anyway, there's a, uh, I, you know, I, I told you I, I do have to run, but I just want to leave you with one last thing here. Um, you know, I think there's some kind of a town hall or something on the 28th. So I'm thinking seriously about attending it myself. Oh, I might. see what they have to say. Can, so maybe you and I could drive up together, Charlie. What do you think? Uh, yeah, uh, fuck yeah. 
Without a doubt. <laughs> Without a doubt. There. Well, we got to do it now, dude. This is like we're yeah. 50,000 strong here. So, yeah. so, so people so want. We'll now, look here, real quick. I know you got to yeah. go, but you don't go till I say you go. That's the way no, that come goes. Come on, I'm, I'm, I'm the captain of this ship in this basement. Yeah. Lower level. Lower level. Lower level. <laughs> Why would they drop? Look, no matter what, you shit the bed or not, like, I don't think you did, but. Why would you drop charges on the health director, Nick Lyon, when the guy had like a nine, ten month prelim exam? The judge found cause to bind him over. Why wouldn't that trial proceed while you're going through your 21 million documents? Charlie, you didn't ask them. I can't. I can't uh, conceive of a reason. Okay. I ne- can't conceive of a reason. I can't. So you'd have to ask them. I don't know. Next one. Um, yeah. The criticism was you got a bunch of low lights, not low lights, but lesser lights down below some some bureaucrats not doing their job and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. How do you respond to that? I mean, where were you going with it? That's how you that's how you conduct a criminal investigation of, a, of a criminal organization, Charlie. You know, I said you know when you you investigate the you know, crime family, you don't take your first shot at John Gotti. Right? He's insulated, so you start low, you figure out what happened. And you work it, you work your way up. So, you know, and, and that's you know, you want to talk offline. I mean, that's kind of where we were going. Where were you Our going? You were going after the money, weren't you? Well, yeah. I mean, I, I can't say exactly what we were doing, but yeah, there was some, I believe, some significant uh, financial fraud that, that occurred that I think uh, caused the whole debacle. So, so it was about money. God, it's always about money, Charlie. It's always about money and greed, right? And guess what? You know that. So you, you know. know. That. So the poor people of Flint, financially and spiritually now, are the ones, we, we never get anything. Andy, $400 million has gone on the Wayne County failed jail project. Nobody did a day. Nobody gets a dime of that. Mm-hmm. You were looking into that. Politics well, I'll, again? I'll, 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 leave, I'll leave you with one last thing, Charlie. I mean, you know, there's this, you know, they keep throwing out there that flood along, you know, it's muddy and stuff, what they, first of all, look. They paid, they paid us $2.6 million a year to run the investigation. Off of that, you know, you, you can't be on the, gov- the state of government's IT system because they see everything we're doing, right? Right. You, you have to set up your own system, your own evidence retention system, cell phones, laptops, everything. Then you have to pay investigators. You have to pay attorneys. You have to pay fees. So, you know, anybody think Tom Flood was making $2.6 million a year is nuts. And... I've talked about this, Charlie. I, you know, they they paid me a salary. Um, I took a I took a fifty percent pay cut from the crime commission, so I wasn't uh, double dipping. Um, so listen, nobody got rich off of this. Put it that way. But that's like he's going out. You know, when all this money was getting, nobody was getting rich, Charlie. Nobody was getting rich. Was it but, was you know, was this baby going towards a, a RICO or and financial fraud? I mean, I think we were six months away from wrapping this thing up. Now, I'll leave it at that. I can't really say wow. where we were going or what we were doing, but uh, that's that, that's my position. All right. so, six, six months away from wrapping it up. Yeah. Oh yeah, one gosh. way or another. We're, you know, but, um, you know, that's, that's where we're at. So, Charlie, I'll leave it with you. At right. you got to let me go, but I, it's always good talking to Karen. Hey Andy, and, and we, you, Andy. Are, are we for real good driving up there? Well, we'll see. Well, I gotta check my calendar. I gotta. I gotta. Well, you can't come on the fucking Ohio. no bullshit news hour and be like, "We'll see. <laughs> We're doing it." I'm thinking. I'm thinking about. It. I gotta see. 
Gotta fit my schedule, man. Gotta fit my schedule. Well, what we're you doing? Know, it. I, I'll be in touch. Yeah, not, not, nothing takes the, nothing takes precedent over the kids anymore. So that's that's one, one thing. See, I have that's, oh that's wait, a good whoa, thing. whoa! I think yeah. I think yeah. like you're a good Catholic guy, raising yeah. your daughters the right way, and you would tell them. It's for the betterment of society. So whatever we're doing, then I got. You never I politicize your kids either. That's the other yeah. thing. Their, pri- we'll their, their, their priorities have to take place. Thank you, Andy. Yeah. And I'm still working All on right. that. I'll call you. All right. Hey, happy Thank Father's you. Day, Charlie. Andy. Take care, boys. Take All care, right, Charlie. Now. All right. Bye-bye. See you, Andy. Thank you, man. Bye-bye. Bye. Would you make it? Andy's that? a good guy. Hmm? Would you make of that? Yeah, well, I mean, my thing is, is that why would you start all over again? I mean, it has to be for the... And they were six months away from being done. They were six months uh, away. And they wouldn't know that because they never talked to them. They never talked to them. I mean, so I I don't, you know, I just, my thing is, is that to me, it's, it's not just a slap in the face. It's a kick in the behind to the people of Flint. I mean, they've been dragged through all of this for so long. They still don't have a solution. And now if I were... You know, uh, a Flintstone, as they call themselves. Um, I'd, I'd feel like, who cares about me? I'd feel like nobody cares. It's just well, like we're they, just they keep would know this. nobody cares about. Yeah, me. I mean, like you know, who who cares? And at this point, nobody. Nobody. International outrage sort of comes to a dripping, and to start all over. I don't think it was an outrage. I think people politicized that. Everybody wanted to deliver water. Everybody wanted to, you know, I had three people call me. I got a solution. Who can I get to? But at the end of the day, they still don't have a solution. It was real clear that the infrastructure had to be replaced, not repaired. Houses, you know, the house values, you know, had to be taken into consideration because those were compromised because of the the water lines. And lives are forever impacted, whether physically or psychologically. I mean, these people are going to carry that burden from here on out. But so, who cares? So you met with some people, people today. And people. people. I didn't say when. I had to do it in court. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, but you know, I mean, uh, quite disappointed. We'll well, thank you. Well, quite, who are they? Quite, I mean, like, how are they? Are they connected in some way? They know. Like investigators or Charlie, lawyers, Flint people, people. Charlie, people trust me. I cannot, but I will. That's uh, not will even close. Oh, it is close. You got to give something because everybody up here. knows everybody and everybody. You got to give something yeah. up here. What do you want, Charlie? Like, they, what they, do you want? Were they close to this thing? Very. Okay, so what they say? He, well, she, they. Just you know, uh, quite surprised, disappointed. Um, you know that this this has been politicized. You know the whole thing going after the governor's phone. Um, the governor uh, used which they already had. Uh, yeah, they already had it, but also learned that the governor used uh, Cash App. So all that's encrypted, and then it disappears. So there's a lot of stuff that um, you know is not there. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it's almost like a mob kind of thing. It um, look how stupid that move was. To well, first of very all, very much so. Why would you leak that? Like we wouldn't know you issued a subpoena to yourself to get a phone out of the basement. Yeah. So you got it. You're going to the press with that. That's my assumption. Right. And again, I called the attorney general's office today. Gave him the what's for. But why doesn't she want to talk to you? Well, because any response? Because I can tell you that it was both Democratic and Republican. Right. That that the prospectus for drinking the 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 feasibility for drinking on the Flint River was prepared in two thousand and eleven. I will tell you this, Charlie. With the mayor of Flint's name on it. Like, this was a long time coming out of Flint. Everybody in Flint wanted this. I heard this uh, some time ago, and this is a quote. Everybody involved was a crook. They said everybody, the people in Flint, the people, you know, that they, that were being investigated, everybody was guilty. Everybody. You and I were talking about, before the show started, how there's value in poverty. 
And it is. Everybody gets paid for fixing stuff and nobody ever fixes anything. And the people who are suffering continue to suffer. And that's what this is. That's what this is. So they're going to continue to suffer while Dana figures out her next step or her next move or or whatever. You notice that, too? Like the people of Flint were not told about this. And so two weeks from the 28th, as Andy was talking about, there's going to be a town hall meeting. So you give Flint two weeks to stew. Okay. Now this blew up in your face so bad, she's trotting out to friendly, sort of spongy media. Town, town hall meeting. To, 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 but for n- what? Let me finish this. She's going on radio today. But to spongy people that really don't know this. So when they put it out on the air that, hey, uh, they blew it, we're restarting it, that sort of becomes the narrative. It's a good play. Except Flint's angry, and it blew up in her face, and now she's got to start mitigating it. But you have to come here because we actually understand how the financing worked, who was involved with it, right? There's, your, there's my answer. That's why she won't talk to you. And you know people close to it, right? That's true. calling this bullshit. These are adults. They no, are. They're not people that watch local TV and have some opinion. They're embedded in it. But like Andy said, Andy had a good team, and this team was not only committed but concerned about the outcome. Um, And involved for a long time. And heavily involved. But, you know, I mean, I think it's important to say committed and concerned because a lot of times people can look at it and say, oh, well, they're being paid. It's a job. But, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I always say that attitude and performance are a reflection of leadership. Andy set the tone. And the team, you know, was in line with that that level of commitment. So they're kind of disappointed and brokenhearted, if you will, that this isn't going to um, be a, a, a serving of justice for the people oh, in Flint. Oh, no. They found new people of interest. Okay. Right. Ooh. Ooh. New people of interest. I don't know about. Tell me who the new people of interest are. Right. I know for a fact. Well, and, and my, my, I, I keep coming back to this question. Why did Dana Nessel do this? Like, what was her motivation? One, well, I don't know. I mean, because it was what he uh, they were. Todd Flood was in there. Maybe, for maybe it sucked, Bob. Maybe it's what she said. Maybe it's a personal animus to Flood. Maybe she's surrounded by people surrounded in this thing. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. It's a little click politics. Everybody wanted it to go away. And now they got their wish. And, you know, Karen wasn't here at the time. We told you in September this day was coming. That's why well, Flood knew she it, faked yeah. sick that day when she was supposed to be here. Yeah. She showed up somewhere else that night. Yeah, two yeah. hours later. You know I know. Because I never gave Andy a break. You guys don't know how, how late I work. I used to crack his ass during this thing. I used to call him up and scream at him. Yeah, I'm tr- trying to find information anywhere I can because it is so sad to actually be in Flint, hanging with people, getting at a bar, asking if, did you put ice in that? Well, you better have a beer because you're not having anything with ice or water. Then they wash the glass out. That's what I was going to say. Every aspect of, of existence touches water in some sure. capacity. Charlie, remember you took the showers up there you, yep. so people could uh, take a shower and they were grateful. I mean, people don't think about just how dependent we are on upon water, water uh, yeah. in every aspect. So and you have to think about it. It touches everything. And just remember, all the financing for that Flint water system 
that they did not need, right? They drank out of the Flint River because it was cheap and then you could pay the construction bonds on this new thing and then this new thing would deliver you water cheaper than Detroit and yet your water rate would never go down so everybody could make some money and Flint could pay some bills, right? But it failed. And all of that bond money, all the borrowed money, Flint can't pay it. So we're all paying it. Everybody in southeastern Michigan is paying it. They dumped it on our water bills. That's a fact. So we're flushing water down. I mean, we're flushing money down the toilet, actually. Every, yeah. yeah. I mean, every, we are. Every time well, you flush down, the toilet. Down the toilet to Flint. But that's what I'm saying. I mean, yeah. in terms of, but it's for a failed effort. So, I mean, we aren't getting anything out of it. We're, getting, we're paying back something that didn't work. Right. So I'm saying we're still so, just so watch this. it down. What is the zeitgeist? The rich are eating us alive. Remember, when you buy a financial instrument, you get interest. That's your reward for the risk. Sometimes when the stock goes bad or your mortgage goes bad or the bond goes bad, you lose. Right? That's it. Crapped out. But they didn't. The bondholders did not crap out. They got made whole by you, me, and everybody listening. Right? So why? Why did they bend over backwards to make sure these bonds got paid? Who are the people that bought the bonds? Or if the bonds went bad, would those people have sued for financial fraud? Because they still wanted to get paid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if they yeah. didn't get paid, they were going to sue and it was all going to come undone. Right. These are deep things. Yeah, you out there working, man. And, and that's get what your Andy, ass up. And that's what Andy and Todd were looking at. Oh, they were six months away. Yeah. And so y'all better get and now, and now it's just wacky. And now it's just gone. Done. Yeah, you pay, boy. Well, you got well water, so. All right, but anyway. Wow. We'll be on. I'm going up there the 28th. I don't. What day is that, Joey? Saturday. Oh, man. I think. No, it's a Friday. 28th is a Friday. We're going to do this and then go up there, right? 20. All right. A little business. No bullshit. LASIK is one of the safest surgeries in all of medicine and has changed the lives of millions of people by allowing them to get 20-20 vision or better without the hassle and poor performance of glasses and contacts. It's about freedom and lifestyle, and Dr. Yaldo, our loyal Red Shovel sponsor, is the number one LASIK surgeon in Michigan. An incredible 30,000-plus people have trusted their eyes to him, and the majority have actually gotten better results than they'd hoped for. It's because this Cat's Custom LASIK is the world's most precise, and most patients get better than 2020 vision called super normal vision it takes only a few minutes it's painless and you get to throw all those contacts and glasses in the garbage his multifocal lens implants for people 45 plus frees you forever from your hated reading glasses gives you precise far vision and will prevent cataracts from ever forming you've got nothing to lose by seeing dr yaldo for a free evaluation tell him the duff and the no bullshit news hour sent you and you'll also save fifteen hundred dollars or more whoa Save. That's a lot. $1,500 discount. You just tell them no bullshit news hour. Go in and get your eyes checked and see. It's not just to go in there to get Lasix. They're going to do eye exam for you. That's where they start. So maybe you don't need Lasix, but they'll check you out. Right. He's, he's an ophthalmologist. See what you need. Yeah, he's my so eye doctor. Not an optima- optometrist, but an ophthalmologist. Opt- he's a doctor. Right. I just want to make that clear. Call 800-398-EYES. 1-800-398-EYES or go to the YaldoEyeCenter.com now. Joe has shit glasses. Jody Intern. 
They're nasty. Go on my face or my. Uh, yeah, I said I was going to give you some money to help pay for his glasses. So I said on your Facebook page that I'm going to give you cash today, my donation. Okay, you're going to give me cash, and here's what we're going to do with it because I have some great news. All right. My friend Matt Riley mm-hmm. has generously offered to take care of all of it for Joe. The oh. eye exam, the glasses, the frames. We're going to send him to Yaldo. Sending Joe to Yaldo. That's great. In his chicken suit. <laughs> and Matt's because he's a very charitable man. That is great. And in exchange, I am going to celebrity bartend at Matt Throws a Big Charity, right? It's called Killer's Fifth Avenue Bash, June 27th. For Killer Kowalski. Yeah, at the Fifth Avenue. In, uh, is that in Royal Oak, right? Yes. Yes. Uh, it benefits a number of children's charities. Celebrity bar night with live music, auctions, raffles starts at 4.30. I'll be there. Because and Charlie knows how to pour a drink, just so you know. <laughs> Both uh, ways. Yeah, I help kids. I help kids okay, anyway. So let me do this then. Help then, my kid, Joe. Then, Thank uh, you. Then I will, instead of then giving money to Joe, I write a check for this. Exactly. I got you. Okay, you are, I'll do be- that. You are beautiful. Well, I just wanted to, th- you know. Right. We got We got. It's a. It's a cycle. You I'm know. Glad you're in my life. Well, I appreciate you, Charlie. I do. You know, I love you. We're I family do. here. Yes, we are. I mean, uh, I really do. Okay. Thank you. Such a righteous person. Well, you know, look who's talking. Me. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I can't see me. You should go to Yaldo. Can you do that, Yaldo, and get me some... You'll see him better. Get me some insight, Sir Doctor, who doesn't mean De Niro imitation. You made Joey smile. That's a good thing. <laughs> yeah, like, now here's the thing. The mayor's running and ducking and jiving and hooting and... What's, what's some more? Slippery and sliding. What, mayor of Detroit, you... Uh, ducking and dodging. We sent Joe to City Hall... To hand deliver a subpoena to Mayor Mike Duggan to appear on the No Bullshit News Hour. And uh, here's what Joe uh, came back with. Sir, can I help you? Um, yeah, I'm just going to uh, invite the mayor to our show. How you doing? Hi. This is Joe DeMarco at the No BS News Hour. Um, is Mayor Mike in? Uh, no, he's not. Okay, well, we have an invitation for him to appear on the no BS News Hour podcast Friday at 1 p.m. And we brought him lunch. Uh, no, that's okay. We don't um, need that. So this time it's Coney. Next time we're going to be calling him out as a chicken, I'll be here in a chicken suit bringing him chicken dinner. Well, here we are getting ready to go down here and call Mayor Mike out for the chicken shit politician that he is. is because he's lying to the people and he won't come clean to the press either. And is he available, Mr. Mayor? Did you make an appointment? We're calling him out as a chicken shit politician because he's Ooh. lying to the people and he won't come call clean. Right We've invited him on the show numerous times and he Ooh. did not respond. You can't record in here. So the thing is, Sir, yeah. You can't record in this office. Well, I'm just like, you know, why we're calling him out as a chicken shit politician. <laughs> he said that house was not in the federal demolition zone. We checked, and it is. And so, therefore, he lied to us. No comment? Okay. All right, y'all have a good day. Thank you. Here, you can take this. You act like you're scared. It's wingdings. Take this to the mayor. No, sir. Let me know. So, remember, Mike has been no. invited to come on our show Friday. He can call in Friday at 1 p.m. in OBS News Hour. And he knows Charlie the Duff's number. Yes, sir. So he should have no problem contacting you. All right, have a good afternoon. Yes, sir. You too. Thank you. And make sure you let Mayor Mike know we called him out as a chicken shit because he is a chicken shit not coming out. And yes, sir. Have a good day. 
Ooh, oh, Joe, go, snap. Joe. My goodness. Oh, Joe's found his wheelhouse. He did. Oh, yeah. Wow. Wow. I'm trying to imagine if I were still on that, on that side, how would I respond or how would I receive something like that? Well, I mean, that's brazen. He had know, food. That's that's, like, that's 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 pretty. But I'm bold. calling him chicken shit. He showed up in the chicken outfit. He's pretty, he's pretty bold. And the day before, he showed up in his greasy mechanics outfit. But he doesn't. He's not. He doesn't really work at a garage. It turns out it's a junkyard, and he didn't know it. <laughs> he didn't know it. No, he's picking parts. He thought he was a mechanic. And he's just works in the. Let junkyard. him be a mechanic. Yeah, just so, let him be Joe. Yeah, we'll let him be. But Joe. look at that. Yeah. Well, you know, Charlie. Uh, well, and 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 I'm sorry, Karen. No, go ahead. But look at how cowardly. He wouldn't even come out and say thank you or no or nothing. Oh, you know who was talking? That was John Roach's communications yeah. director. The one that busts my nuts every time when yeah. I'm correct. Well, there you go, Johnny. You made the air. And, uh, you know, anybody say up in Lansing, wherever, uh, you don't, you, you don't, we're not, truly no bullshit. And you're not dodging us. We're well aware. We do a lot of work, a lot of homework, a lot of journalism here. And thank you for listening, because even if you disagree, you know we know the issues. You know we're setting the tone. We're actually setting stories. And we know they're listening. Which We're setting stories, which are being followed this week again with the serial killer house in Detroit, which we will get to. So, Bob, you will call our guest. Yeah. Uh, Andrea? Yep. And I will uh, take care of this little bit of business here, Hall Financial. David Hall took a chance on my brother Drew Lane and his Drew and Mike podcast back in 2016, and that thing's gone bonkers. And it's led to many listeners saving money in their mortgages and refinancing. Now Hall Financial is putting his support behind the No Bullshit News Hour, Karen Dumas, Wolfman Bob Settlebauer. <laughs> so thank you, David. Hall Financial offers lower rates, better options, and that personal attention you want when talking about your home. The average refi takes 44 days. Hall Financial, folks. Averages 19 days. Do the math. That's half the time. If you're going to make a move, make it now. Because that dials up and down like a washwoman's ass on Monday. Email dhall at hallfg.com to get the paper moving. Or call 248-308-5000. Or maybe you just want to take equity out of your home or shorten the length of your mortgage. You could be less than three weeks from saving money with Hall Financial. Email dhall at hallfg.com. Or call 248-308-5000. Tell him you heard it on No BS News, please. Because I appreciate him giving us and the network a shot. NMLS number 1467435. Hall Financial. You won't be disappointed. Thanks, David. We got to get that beer. Like we, or coffee, I think we said. But I like beer. Do you put beer in your coffee? coffee oh, that's a good beer. idea. We, we can put whiskey in the coffee. People put tomato juice in it. Gross. Okay, I don't know. Gross. It is gross. Oh, that sounds bad. You're gonna drink just, just drink like a tough guy. We got her. Okay, let me let me. Hey, lady, how are you? I'm okay. How are you? I'm real good. Let me introduce you. Okay. First, okay. First of all, we we got to say this. We predicted it last week on the No Bullshit News Hour, right? We're here yeah. Friday, as we're taping. There's a press conference. It's the work of a serial killer. We said, yeah, they'll probably get him, you know, tomorrow. And by Tuesday, he'll be ar- arrested and arraigned. Lamest script in the world. They ended up getting him Friday night. 
because they don't want a serial killer story going around the nation too long. Look, we solved it in a matter of seconds. And then they screwed me and arraigned him Monday afternoon. So I was about 18 hours off on this script. But, you know, I mean, close enough, right? It's close. It's right? close. So the chief said it came from tips after the Friday afternoon press conference. But wouldn't you know it? That's bullshit. They already had the DNA, they had the guy's name, and they were looking for him that morning. I know that from my police sources, close to the chief. So, great work by Homicide Squad, no doubt. But please, please. So now our guest is Andrea Reynolds Henley, who's the niece of Deborah Reynolds, who went missing in August. She was last seen with the alleged serial killer, and now they don't know where she is. Andrea, you want to take us through that? What what happened to your aunt? Oh, well, we don't really know what happened to her, but we do have dash cam footage from Brandon Police So she, she was last seen. So, so she was uh, in Ferndale with this guy, right? And they're at the, right. se- they're at the 7-Eleven Ferndale, alleged serial killer, have an open intoxicant, the police show up, right? Yeah, they ticket her. They gave her a ticket. Um, and they dropped the both of them off on Woodward and State there. Which, by the way, is in Detroit across the county line. Exactly. So they took them so south they, eight miles. They take them out of Ferndale into Detroit. Yeah. Exactly. So taking out the garbage, so to speak. Pretty much. Yeah. Okay. But, you know, she isn't garbage. Uh, she has She's not garbage at all. Right, exactly. She has family that cares about her deeply. So, you do, I don't know. It's, okay, well, let's, keep, let's get it set up for the people that don't know this story. So they drop her, right? Two separate cars. Right. They go there. They drop them, put them out. And that's the last time she's ever seen, right? Right. But... What is it, like a month later, your family files a missing persons report with with Detroit, right? Yeah, a month later. My dad was looking for her for that during that time. When the ticket came at her address, he went to the court date to see if she would show up. And that's when um, he told Ferndale that, you know, she was missing. We hadn't done a, a police report at that time. After that, we did a police report, a missing person report. Mm. So, what happened then? Did, did what did the police? Nothing happened then, Charlie. Nothing happened then. Uh, I guess it was a sign. He had trouble with the district. Like, uh, well, you got to go here and make the report because she lives here, or you got to go here and make the report because that's where you last saw her. And well, you got to. It was just. A bunch of BS. Out of, the, out of the Detroit Police Department? Yeah. So, well, he tried in Ferndale, and Ferndale sent him to Detroit because that's where she was last seen. Okay. But that's where she was dropped off by them. So, so then Detroit Police got a hold of you, right? Asked you a few questions? Yeah, they asked uh, my father, as well as myself, a few questions about Deborah. Um where she liked to hang around at, where she was living, things like that. But never contacted Ferndale and never asked for that dash cam. 
never asked for the footage. And, oh, another nice jewel is his name was on her ticket that they that they issued. Yeah. His name, he was named on her ticket. So they knew that this guy was trouble. So they had a face. They had a name. She went missing, but nobody bothered looking. Nobody but us, her family. And she lived kind of... And a... my, daddy, my dad also hired a private investigator. Oh, he really loved her. Did that? Oh, my God, yeah. They were very, very close. Did the investigator find out any information different than what you already had? No. Well, this goes... to my knowledge. He, the... he, just, he, he talked to him more than... I, I never even okay. met with the investigator, so... So if they would have followed through, right? You, look, let's put it this way. I, I, you, your aunt lived a little bit raggedy, right? I mean this with all due respect. Cause my, this is, I know you do. I know you do. Okay. I know. Uh, yeah. She did, uh, yeah. right? Okay, fine. Exactly. Older, older she person. Had she was free to move as she pleased, right? Had some drinks, right. liked the party, hung out with bad guys sometimes. The police know that. They hear that and it's like, well, fuck it. And that's what I think. That's my feelings exactly. Um, oh, both Ferndale and Detroit. Detroit. Both, both. Well, it is both. Yeah. I'm trying to figure out why did Ferndale drop them? I mean, since when will when you take them out department? of it? But I'm saying, like that to me, that's strange. I can yeah. see you getting a ticket I, for an offense, exactly. but you pick somebody up and drop them. They're not wait, kids. Wait, wait. You don't you realize what you're hearing here? You've, you're hearing. What really goes on? I got it, but right? I'm saying to me that's a standout point. Of if, course, if it you is. commit a crime or you violate something, you get a ticket, you're in trouble. Since when will the police pick you up and take you somewhere else? Well, take you out of the jurisdiction. I mean, I'm saying. Yeah. Well, obviously, for longer than you're old, this thing's been. This is like the old west. You go to hit the county line. You you don't you don't know what goes on at night here on Eight Mile. This no. is what goes on in Eight Mile. I don't. This is they're saying get the fuck out of my city. This is yes. This is no bullshit. This is this has always been going on. All all the prostitution and crack in those motels up and down eight miles. Eight miles heavy, heavy. So the police know people like Deborah and this. What's this guy's name? DeAndre. D'Angelo. D'Angelo. They know. Yes. Mm -hmm. This is the real life we're talking about. You know, we got Andre on here talking about the consequences of the real life. My issue is. If somebody would have got the tape in the name and gone and rousted this dude, it's possible they could have found her. It's possible he would have been thrown in jail for not making his court dates in Ferndale. It's possible we could have saved somebody. But I don't even want to criticize the detectives because they're so overworked. That's what I was going to say, Charlie. We, and we talk about this a lot, yeah. too. The resources aren't there. So it's left to somebody's personal uh, family, or, or, right? Exactly, or their their subjective approach to what we're going to pursue and what we're not. Andrea, what do you think? Well, I understand that they're overworked, and you know, I know it's a lot of crime in the city. I'm well aware of that. But when you need them, you need them to work. You know what I mean? You need them right. to come. You need them to That's do what true. they're supposed to do. To at least work the case a little bit. We need an overhaul of this shit. Fuck. You know. Now all of a sudden everybody's interested, right? Oh, everyone's interested now. I'm so sorry. But when we were trying to get some help, you know, no one cared.
Did you see the Did you see the pre Chiefs press conference this week? Did you you know when I'm he, sorry. when he, let, let let me I'm play sorry. let me play a little bit of it here, okay? So the okay. so okay, well, well, listen to this. Those monies have come with great restrictions. That's, that's, we can that's only the demolish mayor, and federally. Oh, that is the mayor. Yeah, it is. it's the mayor, man. That would have been, the, we talked about the three from last week. Then the Ferndale situ- issue came up. That would be four. We just haven't confirmed yeah. her identity. So you have four bodies. But we do believe it's part of this series. We just don't know. I just can't confirm that to me so it's separate from the third victim that we spoke about. Each victim, I mean, they're separate cases. Uh, the only thing that's common in one is one survivor and uh, the, the Mac Avenues, the only thing they have in common, they, it was done at the same location. But as I indicated, the majority of what we're looking at, uh, these crimes took place on the east side. So we were right in thinking that this suspect was operating on the east side. He was arrested on the east side. But as soon as we confirm uh, the identity, we'll be in a better place. That fourth body, body, was that found near that gas station where they were dropped off? So they're talking about um, your head's body. We're going to that right now. There's a fourth body. There's a fourth yes. body. We believe so. Yes, sir. No, no sir. We haven't heard her body. We have not that's the head of homicide saying, saying no. That we have a missing. We have a missing, but we have not found her remains. I think they're confused. They think that we have her remains or yeah. something. We're not certain. There is a missing. Okay, thank you. But a reported missing, but, but that's the one. The Ferndale was reported missing out of Ferndale. So we're still very much, that's murky. And I'm just, that's why I said. So what he was saying was telling everybody they found a body. It's quite likely to be your aunt's. And then. This guy's got to step in and correct him and say, we don't have a body. We don't have him. You hear that, Andrea, right? Is that, that's I, heard what... I heard it. I heard it. I heard it. I watched the press conference, and just like he said, it's murky. That press conference was murky to me. Well, you also, so, you had some, at least some closure or hope for a minute, right? Yeah. I know. Um, that... <laughs> I believe, I believe that they do have her body. That's just me talking. Uh-huh. And, um. You know, they might need to make a confirmation or something, forensic, DNA, whatever they do. But at least let the family know that that's what's going on. Let the public know that bodies are stacking up. Fuck. You know? Yeah. And then know what you're talking about. Be right, he had no clue. Oh, yeah. He had no clue. He had no clue. Oh, we got a body. Well, we don't. It's murky. You're murky. This whole shit's murky. Yeah. It's not working. Well, and if if they had a body, and I, I, I this is all the respect, uh, Andrea, um, wouldn't they call the family to try and identify it? Like, why yeah, haven't they? Well, they came, yeah, they came in and got um, something from her DNA. To, uh, yeah, to go against. Yeah. I was going to say, I would assume that they would do some preliminary testing to to try to determine and then have the family member come in and confirm uh, whether or not it is the missing person, that person or someone else. So I I think that that's what would be a process, not just, hey, we think this, you know what I mean? You would think that's how they would do it. Yeah, that's how it should be done. That's how it Uh, should be. Right, exactly. All right, well, look, play, play. Okay, Andre, did you hear like the original press conference last Friday when we were on the air when... Uh, 
They're given the announcement that there is one. And oh, it, there wasn't one for a long time. I think two days before that, there was no serial killer. Yeah, we're told there wasn't, and then there was. And, the, uh, and then there was, yeah. It's the fucking weirdest thing I've ever seen. So It is. It's, it's really weird. So did you see the mayor take the opportunity to pitch a $200 million? Oh, my God. What do you oh, mean? Yeah. What do you mean, oh, my God? It was just, it was perplexing to me. I, I could not believe that in the middle of that press conference that he would ask for money. You already have money. You already have been given money to abandon, uh, abolish these homes. You know? Yeah. What, the, what, where is that money? Fucking well said. What yeah. happened to that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then take the opportunity of, uh, go and play it, Bob. Take the opportunity on it. That was an opportunity. Great restrictions. Here's we the, can only demolish in federally approved zones. We can't demolish houses that, that the land bank doesn't already own. And so the three houses where the women were found, all of them were in areas that the federal demolition money could not legally be used uh, to demolish. And so, uh, okay. as I proposed last week, and we are going to push forward on it quickly, we do want to go out for a $200 million bond issue. Okay, that's, in March of this year, we're going to go to the voters. Take it down. We can sell those. Right there. We got a serial killer. Women are dead. Let me take an opportunity here to promote a $200 million you're politici- bond. You're politicizing this family's hurt, this family's loss. Right. That's exactly. inopportune, inappropriate, disrespectful. Unforgivable. Inconsiderate, all of those things. Go ahead, Andrea. You tell us. I think it was very inappropriate to do at that time, you know. You're going to do is do it at a different time, have hold a different press conference, just handle it differently. Don't politicize my aunt, you know what I mean, and these women. But they already they already are talking bad about them streetwalkers, drug users. They, they you know what they call them. What do they call them? Sex workers. Sex workers. The new PC, yeah. right? Sex workers. What is that? What's a like, sex worker? Like, the, like they work in some nail salon. They, they are human, you yes. know? Sex workers. Sex workers. I mean, I've heard that, what, 10 times in two minutes? What's 10 times in two minutes? Oh, I get it. Sex workers. We heard sex workers over and over and over. Yeah. Right. Well, and like you said, though, they're human beings. Right. Oh well, they 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 do engage in you know risky behavior. So, but un- that's understood. That's understood. Lots of people do. You know. Well, yeah, that's true too. It's actually, kind they of, it's they kind do of engage in risky behavior, but they aren't any less human. Well, you know what I found out this week. That right. house on Mac and Mount Elliot, which is a pretty busy corner, it's right near the Heidelberg Project where all the tours go. Right. Yeah. And but yeah. remember, the serial killer walks through Ferndale. He twice. He was at the Seven Eleven. He was at Nine in Woodward, walking into traffic. My point being, we all share this. Dumping somebody over the line doesn't change anything. We got to do better. Right. Having said that, my brothers and sisters that live at Mac and Mount Elliot, that house is still standing. Today, we're two weeks into it. Which corner is that, Charlie? Mm-hmm. Back in Mount Elliot. Yeah, I got, I got the because there's a church, it's a closed church, an old pharmacy, a gas station. There's a liquor, there's a liquor store, a gas station, and a Coney. Okay. Right, and then right. that old church. Is that the okay. southeast corner? Come on, guys. I'm just Come on. trying to visualize. What were the listeners driving down, trying to like think of southeast? I, I, you mean where was the house? South, 
southwest side, right, right next to the gas station. Okay. Okay. Overgrown with weeds, trees. People on the street tell me that's been the whorehouse forever. It's not the first body there. It is in the federal demolition zone. And you know who owns it, Andrea? Yeah, I heard. City of fucking Detroit. Yeah. Okay, now the mayor wants to do this. We can't use federal demolition funds to take it down, even though it's in a federal demolition zone. I said, yeah, but you spent $60 million taking down 4,000 other houses, which, by the way, is 15000 a house, which is about double the last mayor, which is why the feds are here, which is why this all comes together. Police, public money. This is where mismanagement collides with murder. This isn't a joke what I'm doing. Dollars are precious. They're few. Andrea calls the police. Needs the officer, the detective, not to be overwhelmed, not to be tired, not to be underpaid. And to leave the freaking house. I watched school kids walk by it yesterday. They're starting to spray paint on it. Like it's some kind of Heidelberg thing. The death house. Like it's a shrine. Take it fucking down. We wouldn't have it in Ferndale. Or St. Louis, or L.A., or New York, or Gross Point. Just think about it, folks. Never would you let your child walk by a death house. Two women in there, two victims. One dead, one got away, stabbed him in the eye. Never! You telling me the demolition funds and the zone is shitting? You blew the money. You blew the deal. I don't know, Andrea. What, what you, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm so, it's bullshit. I tell you what. Right now, I forgot. I'm going to tear it down. I'm going to get it done. I got a demo contractor and I've got a project manager. ADR. ADR Consultants. Barry Ellentuck, who has taken 11,000 Houses down in the city of Detroit alone in his career. Okay, let me just, he's a sponsor of the show. Let me, let me just read this. Barry Ellentuck will manage it. I've got a demo contract to take it down. All we need is permission. Mr. Mayor, answer when Chicken Joe shows up. We'll do it. We'll get it done and we'll do the community a favor. ADR Consultants providing full business, construction management, and IT consulting services for your company, municipality, and law enforcement agency. ADR, experienced, overseeing more than $250 million in private and public construction projects since 2001. And oh yeah, those 11,000 houses. Need to reduce costs? Need to re-engineer processes or find better vendors? ADR has saved clients millions. ADR consultants are experts in procurement, compliance, and minority participation. Honest, ethical, smart. Call Barry Ellen Tuck at 248-318-9424 for a consultation. Get the job done right on time, on budget. ADR consultants, 248-318-9424. Working for the community. So add philanthropic to that if, in fact, Barry has committed to doing this. He has committed. So I think that that's an important point because I don't want it to feel like, you know, this is a a politicization of that. I mean, he's willing to do this because it's the right thing to do. Yeah, no, I called him yesterday and I'm like, we need to get this done. So when I'm... He said, okay. I like what you just did there. 
because in here, Andrea, I'm not commercialing in your face, even though I did. Right. 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 I don't want that to be blurred. It's all right. What I was doing was because I was like, well, I know where to put this commercial because, you know, just reading them. I'm like, no, the guy's honest and ethical and moral. Here's somebody that'll do it. How do we get permission? I told you I never recommend any sponsor that I wouldn't use. I won't do that. Andrea, we got to yeah. get the house down, don't we? I would assume so. It would have been nice if it was already down, but it's too late for that, right? Well, it's still not down. The police are done with their business, right? Like, right. What can we do for you? That's what I want to know. Well, I just want my family to have closure. That's all. I, I really want my aunt to be proud of that she got found already. I want some type of explanation of why things were done the way they were. And, you know, it's, that's it. That's really it. You want your, you know? you want your auntie back? One way or another? Yeah. One way or another. Okay, what we'll do is, we'll, look, we'll, we'll put her picture up on our website, okay? Thank you. And then um, so we won't put your number there because we don't want people just bothering you. But we'll put ours in. If we get any leads, we will definitely call the police. We'll definitely call you. Okay. And we'll also keep you and your. We'll also keep you and your family in prayer, just for comfort, just for strength to get through this one way or the other. Hang tough. No, here, let's do one now. All right. We'll make it short. Dear God Almighty, help us find Deborah. Amen. 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 All right, girl. Listen, stay with us. I just, I'm just going to do this. Okay? We usually go out with a song, you know? But today I, I, I want to, in, in, in light of the chief of Detroit police saying, don't mind the 17 shootings on the weekend or 10 in an hour, Right. Crimes down. Don't worry about it. We got a serial killer. We don't have a serial killer. It's all good in the hood that we're going to go out with just I'm going to start calling him Baghdad. Uh, Jimmy, can I say 15, two seconds? Yeah. Charlie, you know, you know, I'm going to say this. I don't care what happens and mm-hmm. the criticism. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I like the chief. I have nothing bad to say about him. It goes to the lap of the mayor. It does. OK. It resources. It narrative. Does. All of that. It does. Attitude and performance are a reflection of leadership. So all of this? Yep. All right. Then I'm done. I'm doing it because you know what? Tell the truth. Don't do the fake crime numbers. Don't put a spin on things. Tell the truth so we can get somewhere. So you know what? I like to walk around Nine Mile and Mac. Uh, You know, I like them both. Serial killer apparently does too. We got to get this fucker. What are you saying, Andrea? She's agreeing. Um, he's already he's already in custody. We just need to know what he has done. Yeah, and tell you, the truth about what he's done. You know. Yes. It's victim. But is he the right one? Well, that's yeah. the question. We're going to see that's there the too. I mean, right. So my point is, let's get them before they're laying on the ground. That's my point. So when you're telling me exactly. uh, it's just a little spike now, no man, it's pretty bad out there. We need more police. Even if we're a little tiny town now, we don't got enough. So we're different than New York. We need more police. We need good ones. And Andrea, you have police in your family, don't you? Yeah. You got respect for cops, do you not? Okay. Because you told me nobody wants this damn job. 
money for billionaires and we we just can't it's it's so um can't put cops on the street i'm gonna well they they have they've got to be compensated trained sure i mean and we do i was driving through downtown the other day and i'm like they got a ton how many cops does it take to direct traffic i mean there are a lot of police officers downtown just directing traffic okay you want to hear from the neighborhood yes Uh, okay uh andrea this is um alcoholic antonio so he told me, it's, you'll see here, he, he, he was at Mac and That's and, his name. In Mount, oh, yeah. Is that his name? Yeah, that's, that's what his, he said. That's his nom de street. Yeah, hold on here. Oh, I turned it down when my mom called. That's cute, Charlie. Turn that back on. I love my mom. It shows. Love you, Ma. She doesn't listen. My mom doesn't have a computer. Here we go. <laughs> that house, they could be a big and loud. Should have been one. Should have been one, Charlie. I'm looking you, but I just couldn't get on TV with these Charlie. Well, the mayor listens to this show, even though he pretends he doesn't. Who is that? Mayor Mike Duggan. Dollar, oh, dollar man. Bill Duggan. Okay, be Tell active. If, hey, mayor, act like Coleman A. Young, man, and hook it up. Hook it up like Coleman. Take it down? Hey, that's what I said. Just like this out, Tyler. I can tell you about this spot, yeah. this spot. And all the spots. City, well, I ain't no snitch, man. City owns those too. Oh man, they own a lot of shit, Charlie. You already know the game, man. You know it. Tell me your name. <clears throat> My name is Antonio Anton. Antonio Anton. Is that your real name? <laughs> Just leave it at that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's classic, Charlie. <laughs> Antonio Anton. <laughs> he wants the house down. So anyway, uh, Andrea, thank you. I want to thank everybody for listening. Um, is that mine? God damn this phone. Hey, Joey, take that. That's all right. That's technology. Yeah, technology. So I'm going to, I want to thank everybody. Remember, go to No BS News Hour, click, uh, you know, subscribe, all that bullshit. I'm not doing that anymore. But, um, here's a little bit. I'm now calling him Baghdad Jimmy, chief of police. Cause y'all remember Baghdad Bob, the guy during the Iraq war we're invading and like, you know, they're not here. Well, anyway, we're going to leave you. The guy who was so full of shit. Yeah, the, the minister of disinformation. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so that's what it's starting to remind me of. I'm, we're going to leave you with this. And remember, try to love one another. And if you can't, just try to get along. They are not near Baghdad. Don't believe them. They are nowhere. This is silly. <laughs> they are not even... 100 miles or whatever. They are not in any place. They are on the move everywhere. They are a snake moving in the desert. We push them. They run away to the back. We pounding them. They disappear in the depth back. When we stopped pounding them, they pushed some of their units towards Saddam International Airport. That those units only for be filmed and for propaganda, hollow, empty propaganda purposes.
Sen 